This is a prayer of David. I want you to notice the words that he uses as he approaches the God of all gods. The God who has raised him up. The God who called him. He says, bow down thine ear, O Lord. Hear me. For I am poor and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. O thou my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For thou, Lord, art God, and ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer. And attend to the voice of my supplication. In the day of my trouble I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Among the gods there is none like unto thee, O Lord. Neither are there any works like unto thy works. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, and shall glorify thy name. For thou art great. And doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. Brother Ray Lewis. The Bible says, teach me. Teach me the way, O Lord. I want to go where you want me to go. I want to do what you want me to do. I want to say what you want me to say. So I'm asking you, Lord, teach me. Now, if you look at the word teach, teach me. If you drop the T, you have each right there. God wants to teach each and every soul that he's ever created. Some people don't want to be taught. Some people don't want to hear it. Some people don't even want to read about it. But the the David here, he says, teach me. I want to know. Hey, this is a man, the Bible says, who was after God's own heart. Here is a man who became king. Here is a man who sinned against God and against his fellow man. And he comes back. He's already asked and begged for forgiveness. And now he's, he's bowing down, the Bible says. And he's begging God to lend your ear, God, down here and hear what I have to say. When I think about teach me, I think about what I, the, the title that I gave it them. This school is never out. For the Christian, school is never out. Unless... You are a backslidden Christian. If you backslid on God, then school's out. You know, I don't ever remember, I don't ever remember, we used the word then, playing hooky from school in high school. Okay, I don't ever remember doing that. I didn't mind going. I I loved my my friends. I just didn't make that good grades, but I I didn't play hooky. But when I went to Greenville Tech, I, with some buddies one day, we decided we're going to skip class. 
I'd never skipped class. I really didn't know how to skip class. <laughs> so I followed them. We left. We rambled around Greenville over there. We went to Dunkin' Donuts and eat, and we went here and there. We got back and reported for the next class. I was missing something that was very important to me. It was my high school ring. I had lost it. I thought, Lord, have mercy. If I go home without this, somebody is going to be in trouble. How did you lose it? Where were you? After school, I took off by myself. I had an old 53 Chevrolet. Boy, I went and traced back my steps. I pulled up in the first place where we hung out at a, at a Shell gas station on 291 Bypass just prior to getting to where Greenville Tech is. It's not there any longer. But I pulled up and got out and was headed into the proprietor hoping that he would say, hey, I found this ring. It had my initials in it, okay? As I'm headed to the door, I just glanced over there by where Scott's is sitting, and in that parking lot, something was just a glittering. <laughs> I run over there, and it was my ring. Oh, boy, I put that thing on. But you know what I didn't do? I was so backslid, I didn't even thank God. School is never out for the Christian who's serving the Lord. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, we go on vacation. I love to go off. I love to visit other churches. We always go. If it's humanly possible, we're going to go to church. Why? Because I love God. I love to go to his house. And this preacher needs preaching to also. Hello? He does. I mean, every Sunday, you know, hey, I, I stand before you and do my best to present the Word of God to you the way I feel God wants me to present it to you. But what about me? Who's presenting the Word to me? I have to read and study every week and seek. What do you want out of this, God? What do you want me to do? So therefore, you know, vacation time is coming up for, for Lynn and me. I don't know where we, when we're going to, I don't know. But I'm looking forward to hearing another preacher. You might be saying, I am too. <laughs> Which is okay. It's okay. Let me tell you, I'm not jealous of this spot right here, okay? Because there's coming a day, unless Jesus soon comes, that somebody else is going to be behind this desk preaching the word, okay? I won't always be here. I'll be here as long as God wants me to. I can promise you that. That's all I can promise you. But school's never out. So let's look at this. You know, when we, get to, when we started the school, they, they, you got to go by here and go by this and do that and get all your textbooks. Well, when I think about our textbook, I think of the Bible. God's holy word. That's our textbook. Well, what do we do with the textbook? Uh, you know what I used to do, I, when it, of course, it, in those days, there wasn't a whole lot of new books. You opened it up to see who had this book prior to you, you know. And if you were, I don't know if we're to say this or not, I'm going to say it anyhow. If you were wise, if I opened up the book and Scott Burton's name was in there from last year, I'd want to find Scott Burton and say, hey, 
what kind of teacher is this? What, what can I expect? You got any insight on his test or anything? You know, you'd be checking stuff out. Well, what do you do when you read God's Word? What do you think about when you open up the Scripture? What do you think about? Okay, well, first of all, when I want to think about the Bible as my textbook, I want to know who is doing the speaking. Okay, as we look at the scripture we look at today, we know, according to the, uh, the caption over uh, Psalm 86, it says, a prayer of David. So David is doing the speaking. Well, who is he speaking to is the next question. Well, he's speaking to God. Um, okay, for, the, for, for us that are saved, who do you pray to? Huh? Come on. The only wise God, right? I love the word wise. That means there's nobody above him. That means there is nobody any wiser than my God. And so it's not only David that's doing the talking, but he's talking to God Almighty. And, and there is a, the Bible talks about those other gods, but there is not a God like our God and they say, well, which God is that? I say, it's the God of all creation. It's the God of everything that moves and has its being in God. And, and I guess Cassie's responsible for all those pictures that was put up there. But what about that picture of that little baby that wasn't even born yet? I looked at his little nose and his lips and his little fingers. Amazing, isn't it? Nothing short of a miracle, right, baby? Hey, I remember... When Lynn's carrying the boys, I mean, sometime at night we'd lay down, she'd say, look, look, stomach be just a carry. I mean, the boys was wanting out. He's real. God's real. Amen. There is no other God. So we not only won't find out who's speaking and who they're speaking to, but what are they talking about in the scripture? Well, David is talking, is basically, I think, uh, you know, he's just bragging on God. I mean, the, the, the things that he, makes, that he makes mention of, just put your ear. That's a personal thing. God, put your ear right down here so you can hear me. I want you to hear what I'm saying. And he says, preserve my soul. Keep my soul. You know, that's one thing uh, that nobody's ever seen. And that's the soul. I said there was a man approached a, um, an open-heart surgeon and said, I want to, if you don't care, I'd love to video uh, this surgery. Well, he gave him permission. He videoed the surgery, open-heart surgery. When he was over, the doctor said, well, what do you, you think? He said, well, I'm disappointed. He said, what? He said, I'm disappointed. I'm looking for the soul. never seen it. What does it look like? Have no idea. But that's the only part. Listen now, if you're saved right now, that is the only part of us that is saved is our soul. These hands will get out of control. These eyes will look at things they don't have any business looking at. These lips will say things they don't need to say. These ears will hear things they don't need to hear. These feet and legs will carry me places that I don't intend to go. The soul is the only thing. He says, preserve my soul. And he also there in verse 3, be merciful unto me. Listen, God is having mercy right now, I believe, on the entire world. You know, when I think of God and his massive creation of this world and putting people all over this globe, and no matter when you turn the TV on, if it's news time, there's riots, there's fighting, there's killings, on and on and on it goes. 
I'm sure there's some youth in here that went and sat in the meeting at the Creation Museum. What was the six-foot or whatever guy's name? Y'all remember his name? Real tall. Safety. Um, they were to ask them questions. And, uh, you know, and Lynn's been in touch with him. It is amazing. Uh, she gets text messages from him. And he's, he bragged on our youth and the questions that they had. He says, have mercy on me. Uh, he says, give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer. In other words, you, you're hearing me pray, Lord. And I, want you to, I want you to hear my prayer, and I want you to answer my prayer. In the day of my trouble, is there a day when there's no trouble in the world? No. The Bible says there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. People in the hospital. People dying. Hey, it's life. We're born. We go to school. We get a job. Most people get married. They have children. They have grandchildren. And they die. It's a cycle. You can expect it. It's coming. It's out there somewhere. It is appointed on the man once to die, and after this, the judgment. Pray for the McCain family. Hey, it don't matter. Death is no respecter of persons. From little bitty babies that everything's going well, and they die while, before they're even born. All the way to old people. Death is coming. So... Who's speaking here? David is. Who's he talking to? He's talking to the Lord. What's he talking about? He's praising God for everything and begging God to hear his prayer. Now, how do you apply this to your life? Verse 11 says, teach me thy way. Okay, he's, he's given us all these things to be on the lookout for and to what to do and how to be thankful to God for. And then he stops and he says, teach me. Teach me, Lord. I want to be taught. You know, there's some things I don't know how to do, okay? Just face it, I don't know how to do everything. And I love to get with somebody who's doing something that I don't know how to do and say, hey, can you, can you teach me how to do this? And they, hey, you, and me, hey, I love to teach somebody what little dab I know and to see them take it and develop it and carry on with it. God's the same way. God's given us these choices. God's given us his holy word. God's given us the church. God's given us a field in which to witness. Let me tell you something. You can't witness in the field if you don't know where the field is. The field is outside these walls, okay? It's a comfortable thing to me to sit in and stand in a place of worship and to know that God is pleased with us gathering together on his day to worship him, a true and living God, and he wants to hear from us in all kinds of ways. So our textbook is the Bible. Our instructor is, secondly, our instructor is the Holy Spirit of God. Here again, God uses human instruments to guide us and to help us along the way. I like to talk to older folk because they've been down the river further than I have. I love to get their advice 
because they have advice that maybe I don't have. They have wisdom that maybe I don't have. And so we think about the Spirit of God working in us and working in others. Um, we, we must rely on the Holy Spirit. That's the person, if we're saved, that lives within us who is our coach. And when we, when we hear about that, he's also the authority that's over our life. You see, Jesus, when he was here, he told his disciples and those who could hear him, he said, I've got to go home. If I don't go back home, or if I don't go back to heaven, the Spirit is not going to come. And you're going to need the Spirit. We need the Spirit of God as He lives in us and acknowledge that the Spirit lives in us. He is a real person. I believe in God the Father, the great Creator. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who died and rose from the grave for my sins. And I believe in the Holy Spirit of God that lives within, that is the coach, the instructor, the one who says, hey, People say, well, you know, I feel like I ought to. Well, where's that feeling coming from? Or I've heard it said, a, a little bird told me. Well, I ain't going to say the bird didn't tell you. You know, God can speak through anything, right? He can speak through anything. But I think sometimes, hey, we need to just say, Lord, I'm, I'm your vessel. Now, you just fill me with whatever you want me to feel, be filled with. I forget who wrote the song. I don't even know the title of it. Mark, you probably do. But um, in the song, it says, um, I'm drinking out of my saucer because my cup has overflowed. I'm drinking out of the saucer. The Holy Spirit, when it touches you, listen, you're going to do things you don't ordinarily do. You're going to say things you don't ordinarily say. If the Spirit of God is touching you. And I think about that. And when we do what we're supposed to do, then I feel like we get approval also from the Spirit. You see, the Spirit lives within, okay? All right? There, I have an old nature. You have an old nature. That's that old nature that wants to rear up against the Spirit of God who lives within. You see, it's a battle. The Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We, we wrestle against the principalities of darkness, the devil who knows, hey, that person saved, I'm going to give him the devil today. I'm not going to let him have any rest today. Everything he touches, I'm going to cause it to be bad. Think about Job. Hey, we're not immune, y'all. Just because we're saved, we're not immune to trouble. It could happen to us today. We could be walking around doing fine. All of a sudden, we find ourselves in a predicament. What are we going to do? We need to trust the Lord. Hey, if you're saved, if we're saved, it's God's business what he does with us. It ain't mine. It's God's business. When I think of the school is never out, not only the Bible is our textbook and the, the Holy Spirit is our instructor, but the instructions are Christ-centered. When I think about that, Matthew um, uh, let me see, Matthew 11, uh, 29 and 30, it says, come unto me. This is, a, this is an invitation. If you have a red letter Bible, it should be in red. Jesus says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'm going to give you rest. 
take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He says, I am meek. In other words, he's saying, I'm submissive. I am gentle and lowly. That is, I am humble in heart, and shall, you shall find rest unto your souls. And then he says, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The problem we have is, is, is we are heavy laden. We labor, we work hard, and, and the promise, I'll give you rest. If you come to me, and, and the invitation is open. He don't say if you're this or if you're that. He says, come to me. The proposition is, come to me, and then the person's all ye. They don't leave out one soul. When I think about all ye can come to me, Jesus said, take. In other words, here it is. Come take what you want. You know what? We can have all of God we want. We can have all of the Spirit of God we want. The reason we don't is because we don't ask. Sometimes we are afraid to ask. I was afraid to say, Lord, okay, I'm going to surrender to preach. Because I was afraid, hey, something might happen, I might back out, and I'm a man of my word, I don't want to disappoint anybody. But God kept pounding and pounding through the Holy Spirit, pounding and pounding until I gave in. Christ-centered instructions. Um, we are to grow in our salvation. You know, little babies in the womb, it's, they're growing, okay? And they get born. Then they begin to grow physically. And you and I, when we are saved, we, we begin to grow spiritually and, and learning about Word of God and, and, and reading the Holy Word of God. And, and like David said, preserve my soul, God. I'm, I'm in a stressful situation, and I need you, Lord. And so we, we're, we're on the go to become mature Christians. But sometimes, you know, our actions don't prove uh, that we're too mature. We need to think about what we're saying we need to think about what actions we take when somebody wrongs us. I was talking to a man just yesterday. He said, you know, I'm old enough now things don't bother me like they used to. He said, used to if somebody's behind me and I'm doing the speed limit and they ride on my bumper and they honking the horn and waiting on a place to pass and then they pass on a double yellow line. He said, that used to bother me. He said, when I'm fixing to get a park and I done got it picked out and I'm fixing to pull in, somebody whirls in right in front of me. He said, that don't bother me anymore. We got to talking about a smile. You know, smiles, you can give them away. Don't cost anything. And he said, you know what? Frowns causes wrinkles. But smiles takes less muscle to smile. Just to smile at someone. Now, I know some people, just they just ain't going to smile. I believe if you jerk the sheet off of them, they wouldn't smile. I mean, they just, that's that, that's, some people just that way. But smiling, smiling is contagious. Well, when we think about all that, the um, Bible says in Hebrews 6.1 that we need to go on in our mature life and, and with perfection in mind, okay? Perfection in mind. I was talking to a gentleman this morning who was talking about a carpenter friend of ours. He said, I want to tell you something. I watched him frame, put in a floor system in a house, and said he fit those joists in there as if it was a piece of molding that was going to be seen. He said he wanted to do it right, and he wouldn't settle for anything less. Well, school's never out. Our textbook, the Holy Word of God, 
our instructor is the Holy Spirit. Our instructions is from God through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, and it's Christ-centered. Last of all, our assignment. You know, I've heard it many times. The teacher says, okay, your assignment for tomorrow. Okay, here we go. Our assignment for today is to invite people to Jesus. Are you doing it? Am I doing it? Inviting people to Jesus. You know, we're quick sometimes to invite people to church. That's wonderful. There's no problem. I don't have a problem with that. But find out where they are. Do they know Jesus? Invite them to Jesus if they don't know Jesus. Because, hey, that's the bottom line. You can be a member. Listen to me. You can be a member of every church in Oconee County. Go to every church there are in Oconee County. Be baptized in every hole of water you come to and die and go to hell without Jesus. It is important that you have Jesus living in your life through the Holy Spirit of God. And I'm not the judge. You're the judge as to whether you're saved or whether you're lost. You, you have to make that choice. Have you asked God, Lord, put your ear down here to my lips. I, I want to tell you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my sins. Lord, I want to tell you. I want you to come into my heart. Lord, I, I want to beg you. I want you to preserve my soul. Lord, I want my soul to be in heaven when I leave this world. Are you asking? You've got to ask. It's already there. It's just like if we had food all over this altar, and I say, okay, I'm going to take row at a time, one row at a time. You get up and you come, get anything off of the the altar tray, the altar food, the food altar, whatever that you want, and the drinks are on each side. Help yourself one at a time. You come, you take what you want. And that God says the same thing. Come and take. I'm inviting you. I'm encouraging you. Come unto me, all you that labor. Let me ask you a question. Listen to this. How many of you have said this, and I've said this, one of these days, one of these days, you said that, hadn't you? One of these days, I'm, I'm, I believe I'm going to take up this or that. One of these days, I'm going to do this or that. And I've been visited before and heard, heard a person say, well, one of these days, preacher, I, I'm going to start the church. One of these days, I'm going to accept Christ, but not today. Let me tell you something. I'm telling you, I'm telling me, we only have today. Tomorrow will never come. Yesterday is gone forever. You only got right now. And if you and I were to die right now, I could have a heart attack and hit the floor dead at four o'clock right now. Where would my soul be? If I'm saved, it's going to be in heaven. If I'm lost, it's going directly to hell. There are no exits in hell. There's no bypasses either. I beg you, I challenge you. When we think about school, it's never out. It's a learning process. But you're not going to you're not going to start learning until you accept Christ. He wants to teach us. Can you imagine getting home and having never done anything right? Never done anything right until your last breath of life and you said, Lord Jesus, have mercy upon me and save my soul. Boom, you're dead. You're in heaven. What's it going to be like to stand before God empty Handed. We only have today, guys. We don't have tomorrow. We don't have today.
the Lord said, I want you to stop by and see so-and-so. I said, Lord, I, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it later. I passed the driveway. About 100 yards, there was another driveway. I wheeled in there and turned around and went back. Because I thought, if that person dies today, and I didn't obey the Lord, how am I going to stand before God? And, and God, I'm sorry. There's no excuse for it. Our assignment for today, invite people to Jesus. Invite them. Encourage them. Some people don't know the steps to take. I want to tell you very quickly, if you're lost, you've never been saved, listen. Just simply say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. I want to know you. Please forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and save my soul. The thief on the cross, all he said was, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, will you remember me? And Jesus said, today. Now listen, Jesus didn't say, well, yesterday's gone, son. You should have done better before you got on this cross. You should have done better. You were a low-down thief yesterday. Now you're on the cross and you're begging me? Well, why don't we just wait until tomorrow? Hey, he'd be dead by tomorrow. But Jesus said, today you can be with me in paradise, right? What a blessing. God is no respecter of persons. If you ask, you can have it. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you touch hearts, touch lives. And God, we love you and we thank you for your holy word. And I thank you that school's never out. I thank you for giving me a desire to keep on reading and searching and, and doing my best to pick through the scriptures and to see what you'd have me to do, Lord. Help me to be aware of your presence, Lord. May the Holy Spirit of God be all over this room today. And if there'll be one lost, God, touch them, speak to their heart, and give them courage to come forward. Lord, all they got to say, Father, all they got to say is, I want to be saved. And maybe some are here already been saved, never been baptized. Lord, give them the courage to come. Maybe there's some here that's been visiting a while, and this is where they want to they join. Lord, I pray that you give them the courage. God, I love you, and I thank you for the privilege to call you our Father and the privilege you've given me today to stand in this place. In Jesus' name, amen.